have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first leg warrant, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units podcast. We're gearing up for Group 1 racing as it returns to HQ in the form of the Maccabi Diva Stakes. We got specs across three states today. We've got footies fodder, pack your nags, a special edition of the Sultan's Supper. And as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me as always is my great mate, the Sultan, who's going by the alias on Squadcast tonight as Ron Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) What's that username about, mate? That's garbage. Oh, it's just... Just a lifelike sort of replica of myself, mate. But um, no, good to be here. Foot gratiating, spoiler alert. But um, yeah, good to be here, mate. And we're discussing off air. Sort of really feels like this is the weekend where it feels like the big dogs are back. Like this, it feels real now. I had a barbecue tonight. Spring is in the air. We've said that for about eight weeks, but... It feels real, and I'm looking forward to getting bloody stuck right in it, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I kept swiping right across my uh, app on all to the – not the Tinder Swiping app, right? Was, yeah, not the uh, – <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on the Top Sport app, actually, Salts. Mm. And uh, and I just – there were just stars everywhere. You just keep looking at the race and go, geez, I've got to delve into this one. And Flemington was a great card to dissect. But we'll get to that in the specs segment. Hey, it's time for Footies Fodder this week where we – put out the tweet to uh, all of our listeners and give them an opportunity to win a $100 booze bud voucher. This week, we put out on the back of dominant wins by enchantingly and nervous witness on the weekend, got us thinking, what's the easiest win you've ever seen? And uh, Salts, uh, throw my throw over to you, mate. What's one of the easiest wins you've ever seen? Well, firstly, that set to Twitter a lot, didn't it? The nervous witness one, that was unbelievable Sheesh. and i think enchantingly might have said it a lot as well but <laughs> mate black caviar off the top of my head black caviar on the cf4 stakes the only time she got to 1400 and to think that she hadn't got to 1400 before and they just let her run around up front by herself is quite extraordinary but it was just unbelievable she just jogged in so that's that's a standout for me you yeah yeah, for me it was uh, back in my cricketing days mate i played for the newtown bucks and i was on i was on the end of uh it was probably the biggest loss in history. I was I was on the end of it, so I think we got we got rolled for thirty in the first dig. They went out, made made two hundred, sent us sent us in. They made a quick five two hundred, sent us back in uh, to bat, and then rolled us for about thirty five again. Salts. So uh, it was over a two. It was one of those two days. So we got the day off actually. The next yeah. week it was the Saturday Saturday game. So good stuff by me opening the bat. Yeah, nice. I, I've I've bowled a few nuts here before, mate. So that makes a fair bit of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, get into our honourable mention, Salty. All right, we got Kai Madden here. The Thurlmere Roosters, 16 A's, 9 A's, versus the Mittagong Lions on a Wednesday night in 2012, tallied up a 50 to nil scoreline just after halftime, and the mercy rule was called in. That, no. that's, getting called mercy on you is low. Now, I'm hoping that's not soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Australia versus the Cook Islands. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's about, but that's a spanking. And I've got another one here from the Big Mac. And I must admit, when I go to Macca's, I, Big Mac's my burger of choice. And if I get nuggets, yeah. I get the Big Mac sauce to dip it in. So I love a Big Mac. You're so at Luke, at Luke Mac, under 11 cricket, they rolled a team for zero. <laughs> and then the other team bowled a no ball on the first ball. <laughs> Come on, Big Mac. Well, I think the under 11s were pretty keen to go home and, uh, and get on the sauce after that. And they just completely gave oh. up. I want a scorecard, Big Mac. I'm not buying that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's extraordinary. <laughs> hey, I got one from Camo at Camo Sydney, and he's called Old Tip Caps Bradbury in 2002 as the easiest win ever. Just smoking the pipe out the back, and the uh, field fell over at the Salt Lake City. So he's calling Old Tip Caps as uh, the easiest win ever. I don't know about that, uh, Camo, but that's not a bad one. The- that's come up on the podcast before. We love old yeah. tip caps. Yeah, he's a he's a big listener of the you show. You only need to tip the back half these days, so you save a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one here from uh, a usual suspect. He likes to uh, slide into our responses, and that's Silly Krilly. He was working as a, as security during the failed Abbott Turnbull leadership spill, sitting in the PM's corridor and uh, asked a member if Turnbull had enough votes. He shook his head and said, not this time. So he was straight onto the live markets, only paid $1.50, but resulted in the House of Reps two minutes later, risk-free cash, silly crilly. That's free money. That's like getting on Betfair for the latest US election and backing Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love we love uh, um, politicians and uh, we love politics mail, don't we? Yeah. Oh, stuff. you do, don't you? Taz Politics is uh, that's our two unit. That might be my two units play yeah, next that's year. True, mate. Mm. I got the winner this week, and yeah. it's Brad. So at Brad, not Bradley. Two thousand and five D Grade Cricket Grand Final, Helen's Vale Cricket Club versus Coomera White. A green deck, slightly overcast. One win each in the regular season versus each other. They had a full strength eleven, perfect setup. The other team went to the wrong ground and Brad's team won by forfeit. <laughs> That's criminal. <laughs> the stage was set for an absolute cliffhanger too. Oh, no. Imagine this week if the Western Bulldogs went to the wrong ground and Port just got into the grand final. Yeah. They go to Subiaco. <laughs> yeah. no, they go to the Wacker and Brett Lee's bowling. <laughs> oh, well done, Brad. At at Brad, not Bradley, you will receive a $100 booze bud voucher courtesy of the Salts and I. Thanks so much, guys, for all your responses. Uh, we love reading through them, actually, every Wednesday and Thursday. They, they, uh, they're they pretty good reading, aren't they, Salts? There's some good gear that gets yeah, sent in, some that's not uh, appropriate for the airwaves, but we uh, like them all the same. <laughs> uh, it's time to hop into packing eggs. This is the segment where Salts and I get an opportunity to send something packing, something we may, might not have liked much from the weekend. I'm going to kick things off, Salts, and uh, it's one of our, I don't know if it's a favourite, but it's one of ours <laughs> from last week, and that's the Hungarian Pancho, also known as Nancho. Now, what did you call him? He was like the, oh, the, the Hungarian monster or something. Yeah, that was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> he's, he's, Mate, he was two years between runs since his last run in Bayern Munich in the Champions League. He's been starved of racing. 
I don't know how they do it over there, but I was watching him on the weekend behind the barriers prior to the Chelmsford, mate. He tried to eat a barrier attendant. <laughs> it's not on. The Hungarian Pancho is just, I don't know how they do it in uh, in Europe, Salts, but that's not how we operate down here. So pack your eggs, Hungarian Pancho, that's not good enough. You know what would be good viewing? Get the Hungarian Pancho down to Flemington and... <laughs> He'll he'll see ponytails, man. Pony, he'll see his ponytail flapping in the breeze. He'll grab him by the ponytail and he'll throw him over the Flemington <laughs> grandstand from the twenty five hundred metre derby start. <laughs> oh yo yo! I thought you were going to go with a match race of the Hungarian Pancho versus Pancho, oh, and the nah. ponytail man has to load him. It'd nah. be an absolute match race. Yeah, nah. You've had better ones, but but I tell you that, that'd be a good good one. Get get ponytail man, rip his head off. All right, we do love ponytail man anyway. But mate, I'm sending something packing. Oh, I'm sending strip jobs packing, and I'm not I'm not talking about strip teasers because there's no way in hell I'm sending those packing. In fact, I'm lining up for them. But yeah, I had a strip job on Wednesday, so the the good thing is I had a good start to the month. So when I put it in perspective, I'm I'm still actually in the positive for the month, but. There's nothing worse. I, I love Wednesdays. I sit out on the deck. It was sunny. I, I watch races. I do form for Saturday. I take it all in. And I've sat there for six hours and, and I've had like four seconds and not back to winner. So that needs to be sent packing every day of the week. Yeah, it was it was a pretty sick Wednesday. That uh yeah. The snapper was the that yeah, was the one that's yeah. Really oh, sent me upstream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good addition of pack your nag salts uh it's time though to move into the salt and supper this week salts and uh different kind of addition for us this week yeah mate we've got a very special guest this week and it's our man from south australia and the trainer of enchantingly scotty westover we're fortunate enough to be joined by a young trainer on the rise this week in the supper, Scotty Westover. Scott, welcome to the Sultan Supper, mate. Thanks, boys, for having me. Scotty, good to have you here, mate. And, you know, firstly, I want to apologise for calling you Scotty West Grover. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I apologise and, and I wasn't mugging you off. You know how, like, sometimes at parties someone can be, like, real arrogant and call you the wrong name on purpose to try yeah. and, like, prop dog you. That's, that's not what I was doing, mate, so apologies about that. And it's good yeah, to have Scotty West over on with us. <laughs> mate, firstly, congratulations on Enchantingly. And, look, I'm not sure if you knew going into the race, but she copped the purple highlighter and, and that had never been used before. And what that basically meant was that she was actually the bet of the millennium. So, congratulations on the win. Did that any pressure to the benchmark 68 that she won? or um, I did get sent it to a, by a few people and uh, I thought, oh, here we go. It's your first edition of the Purple Highlighter. Don't let the public down. <laughs> but, uh, no, she certainly didn't. No, uh, it, was, it was good. Thanks for that. Uh, brilliant, Scotty. Hey, incredible improvement in the horse since joining your stable. Uh, can you put that down to anything in particular? And how did you come across the purchase? Um, I can't put it down to anything in particular. Obviously, Chris Waller is a freak. I'm a trainer. Um, but I, the one thing I could maybe just put it down to is he's such a big team, um, and I've only got a small horse, you know, small team as well. We spend a lot more time with them, probably a bit of more TLC. Um, and that's you, you often see it with um, some horses. They can go to another trainer and they'll either improve or, or they won't improve. But 
um, yeah, we've just given her a lot of, lot of love and uh, she's, you know, she's probably enjoying that. Um, at the moment, she's, uh, you know, she, she's the first one we, we work every day and just a little routine and, and uh, she's very bright and probably loves that. So um, it, it, it happens quite often. Yeah, she's obviously a very happy horse, mate. So what are the plans for her now? The win on the weekend was visually stunning, but, you know, she went even early, but home in the fastest last 600 of the day and looked to have a few more gears left. So so what are the plans for her now? Um, look, I've actually got a, got a few calls coming through in the next hour regarding her. Um, she's obviously created a lot of interest um, as a, maybe a broodmare prospect. Um, so... You know, if we've got some black type with her coming up, you know, it'd be, uh, you know, she's she's worth a, you know, a fair bit in the breeding barn. Um, but also, we've got to be realistic. It was a, a benchmark 68. Um, although it was very very impressive the way she won it, we we do still need to remember. Look, it was a, it wasn't a, the greatest race, but um, I think she can probably match. You know, Melbourne listed to Group Three win going on that. You know, she she ran the quick time as you said, which is probably the most impressive part. So. Um, We'll, we will. Uh, we won't shy away from any challenges. We'll we'll throw her on the deep end and, and see where she's at. Brilliant. She's certainly the uh, pride of South Australia and the uh, pride of the Sultans followers at the moment, mate. Um, but are there any other horses in work at the moment you got going that our our listeners should keep their eyes peeled for at the moment, Scotty? Yeah, we we've got one actually on the truck. He should be about a few hours away. He, we bought him in Sydney uh, two weeks ago, called Rising Legend. He. He runs second in a Sydney trial uh, behind a horse that won two Sydney trials in a row. Um, he got beaten half a length behind that. So he's a maiden that has, or hasn't even had a start yet. So he's uh, he's on the truck to me now. Um, he he looks like a nice horse that could probably go through his grades here. Um, and we've got a little horse called Soul Grey we bought from Queensland. Um, yeah, she, she's had nine starts for a win, a second and third. She's only a small thing, but when she gets... Um, Onto the Moorfield Parks track, I think you know the harder track. She'll um, she'll she'll look like a, a jump and run type horse. So yeah, look, that that a few ones coming in at the moment. Yeah, great, mate. Keen to follow those and and all the best with them. You made the move recently from Alice Springs to Adelaide, and enchantingly was your first Metro winner. So you you spoke about those horses coming in. Did that first Metro winner have? An effect on inquiries for for you to train other horses. How big was that for you and the stable? Yeah, it was really big at the time. Um, it's been a big and a very frustrating move, um, as you know. We, you, you're matching it with the big guys here. Um, people have been very well set up, and we were moving to you know metropolitan training complex with Alice Springs horses. <laughs> um, so it was always going to be very very tough. But yeah, she, once she won, um, I bought up that rising legend. Just said look take the risk, bought it, and uh, I sold it within 24 hours. So, um, you know, it was probably, it was my most expensive horse I've purchased at the time. He was 30,000 and uh, we sold him, like I said, in 24 hours, which is which is huge. So in Alice Springs, I was struggling to sell a $10,000 horse. Um, so yeah, it was, it was amazing. That's huge, mate. Hey, uh, you've probably got the vibe a little bit from looking uh, at the Two Units podcast Twitter feed and, and Salt's Twitter feed as well, and there's nothing we love more than jumping on something and making something a cult hero, and you're certainly becoming that, Scotty, already, along with Enchantingly. Um, just for our listeners out there, is there any way, um, how's, what's the best way that they can get involved or reach out to Scotty Westover Racing uh, to, yeah, perhaps if you've got anything in the works or um, to get in on purchasing a horse with you as well? 
Yeah, and and uh, you know, I've got a, the obviously on Twitter, and um, you guys have given me a lot more followers, and uh, you know, Scotty Westgrove is more than. <laughs> I think it was Simon Westgrover by the end. We put that much <laughs> mail on it. When I was a jockey, I did get called Simon Westover. So look, it's completely fine. I'll don't call her entangling or something like that. That'll be an insult. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't my finest hour. No, um, like I said, I'm very active on social media. Um, I'm a young young kid coming through the ranks. Uh, one thing it probably does suit me is we we don't buy those high profile horses. You know, we don't spend you know three, four, five hundred thousand on them. We we try to spend around thirty thousand, and it gives everyone a chance to buy in. Um, you know. Two and a half percent. You're only looking at five hundred dollars, which is is very basic for some people. So, um, yeah, look, I've got a Facebook page. Um, you know, Scott Westover Racing. Uh, it's got all my details on there. Twitter, Instagram. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm on my phone twenty four seven, and uh, we're always looking for for new people to jump in, have fun. Even if it's a footy team, you know, you make your own colours. You're very involved in it, um, and that's what we want to do. Brilliant, mate. We'll uh, certainly put all those details in our show notes for today's show and we'll pump them up out on our socials as well. And uh, yeah, mate, thanks so much for joining us on the Sultan Supper, uh, our first live guest on the Supper. And uh, good luck, mate, in the future. We'll be certainly be keeping a keen eye on you. No worries. Thank you for having me, boys. Scotty, before you go, mate, you are on the Supper. What's your favourite meal if we were to have you for, for dinner? Uh, it's probably spaghetti bolognese. Oh, easy peasy. Yeah, nah, Lovely. A, you got you to have the right, you know, I love a bit of carrot in there, celery, bit a bit of everything. Yeah. yeah five yeah. veggies a day. Oh, I like it. Yeah, two and five. <laughs> two and five. Thanks again, mate. Appreciate it. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time for Salt's Specs. We're previewing races across Three states today. As always, Salt Specs is proudly brought to you by our great mates there at Top Sport. Salts, so we got meets at Kembla Grange that we're previewing, Doombin, and of course the fat card there at HQ at Flemington. We're going to kick things off at Kembla Grange. Well, Rose Hill at Kembla Grange this week. Yeah. So- yeah, but you said three states. It's the first time we haven't gone to Adelaide in quite some time. Maybe some water under the bridge might pass and I'll have a bet there at some stage, but. At this stage, mm. I couldn't find anything in Adelaide, actually. Yeah, okay. What's the uh, – well, let's head to Kembla and turn our attention there. What's the uh, weather and the track looking like on Saturday for this Rose Hill shifted meet? Yeah, the, the weather's been outstanding in the lead-up, and, and there's virtually no doubt that the track's going to be upgraded to a good three at some point. There is a northwesterly, which is a little bit of a headwind in the straight, but I think the really fast and firm deck is going to even that out. So I, I, I think you're going to want to be forward to midfield. Yeah, okay. So we're going to kick things off in race two, Salts, which is a benchmark 78 over the 2400. Yeah, we've got Man Caddy here. Man Kayan. So Man Caddy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, visually very good at Flemington on Australian debut over the mile and it found the line hard. The race only rated fair overall, but 
But then came to Kembla and just settled in another postcode. Offshore took off and it was just way too far back over 2,000 metres and sustained a really strong finish from a long, long way back and actually also pulled up with a slow recovery. So a great run with some excuses. I don't love a nose roll going on because it means a horse can get a little bit keen, but it is in a great yard to get to 2,400. 2,400 metres is right in his hitting zone and I do love that he's going to be settling closer from barrier three at this trip. So I think he's very hard to beat Man KN in the second at Kembla. Yeah, it was certainly an eye-catching run first up in Oz, that one at Flem cast yeah. my mind back. It was yep. a that was a ripper. Uh he's at two dollars forty on top sport salt. So uh, a nice, hopefully shorty just to get us off the mark there at Kembla. Get the confidence up. Yeah, let's move to race five, which is the listed Dulcify Stakes for three-year-olds over the 1,500 metres. Yeah, the Waterhouse bot horse here, Silent Impact, he's well untapped. He he won on debut at Goulburn and then came to town and won and won well. He had some favours, but he really did win well. And he's had a lead-up trial in between runs. He's only five weeks off. He was asked for an effort and he let down well and it was really nice work. And... He won on debut over a thousand, and then went to twelve hundred. But he, he looks suited for me at fifteen hundred meters. And despite the gap between runs, he's got options from a gate. I, I think he'll probably sit leaders back, and he's going to get every chance really if the gaps come. So I think he's a good horse, silent impact. And after that win, I was really keen to follow up on him. So I'm going to this week. Excellent, silent impacts at four dollars forty there on Top Sport in the Dulcify Stakes. Let's uh, take a look now at race seven. This is a uh, this is a nice little race. This one, the Group Two Theo Marks over the thirteen hundred salts. Yeah, it's a good race, and I've mentioned a few times over the last few weeks about particular types of bet that I'd have ten out of ten times, and if they lose, I'll cop my medicine. And this week, this applies. To that. This is the best bet at Campbell Grange is Big Parade. He ran time from the front. He broke the track record. It was broken in the subsequent race, but he broke the track record at Kembla over 1,200 first up, and he lumps 61 kilos. Mm. Well, he drops to 53.5 kilos. He loses Parker's of the weight, but he finds a good front-running jockey in Tim Clark. He's got a gate that sees him lead and dictate. He's had a really nice trial between runs, and the way that he won last start, I very much doubt 1,300 metres is going to stop him. And ever since he debuted, I always had this horse marked as a stakes winner. He hasn't quite got there yet, but... He's been a little bit enigmatic, but on his day, he rates well clear. So I'm happy to bet him. Private Eye was outstanding fresh, ran incredible closing splits. Some some of the better closing splits you can possibly run at Ramwick. And that that was an outstanding run. He's right on track. 12 to 1300, does he want a little bit further? He's going to be right back again. And if the track is playing a little bit towards the front, I just think with this lightweight, big parade, it's going to be really hard to catch. I'm really happy to back him, big parade. Yeah, he's at $3.10 on top sport. Yeah, it's a good price. I was looking through his SP profile, big parade. He's Mm. had, I think, I believe about 14 starts and six wins. He's never started longer than $3.50. Yeah, 12 starts, six wins, two seconds and a third. So he's striking at 50%. Yeah, Like he's been... He has. He's one of those horses that has been a bit hard to catch for me. Like I've backed him a couple of times and won, but and then I, but I've backed him and he's lost and I've jumped off and he's won and yeah. he's been a bit hard to catch. But you know that's an outstanding SP profile that deep into your career. 
Absolutely. Hey, uh, let's head to race eight now, Salts, which is the run to the rose, or maybe we could call it run to the Grange this week. Uh, this is a group two set weights and penalties for the three-year-olds. Mate, I'm pretty excited to see how Animo returns in this one and uh, wonder if stay inside can bounce back or if the curse is too much. Very interested to see how you pre- you're going to preview this race. Run to the Grange. That's me on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> just just Saturday, ready to Saturday night, mate. Yeah, yeah, after, you true, fi- yeah. after you've filled the After filled I've had a fill, I run to the Grange yeah. and say, oh, what is that 400? Oh, no, what's the most expensive one? <laughs> um, mate, Doff from the race club, the Manning Yard analyst, got an outstanding eye. He was completely in love with home affairs as a two-year-old and an outstanding feature of the new race club app is when you look through the form guide of past runs, it has the mounting yard analyst comments from those runs. Mm. So, you know, if, if something needs the run or they've paraded in a particular way, you can actually look at that in the form guide. And that's really outstanding. And I'm looking through home affairs form and he has just paraded outstanding at all his runs as a two-year-old. The comments from the slipper, he was on top from the yard from the slipper. He ran okay, but Home Affairs, just a beast of a cult wall. So that's him at two. Well, all reports have him back as a three-year-old in beast mode. And it certainly looks that way, given the way he's been moving at the trials. His latest trial was in near identical time to remark on the same morning. To my eye, I don't have a great eye in terms of assessing the horse. Like I'm not a yard analyst or something, but he looks bigger and stronger than what he did at mm. two. The trials have been outstanding. When was the last time you saw Chris Waller with a fit horse that has no underlying health issues trial them three times and as mm. forward as that? So there's definitely some intent here. For some reason, he's 12 to $18. And, and at $18, as it stands now, I just, can't cop, I just can't cop him being an $18 pop and I have to have something on him. He's only had one good track run and he was beaten a small margin by Animo and Profiteer and beat home remark the stable saying he's super speedy built for speed so they're actually aiming him up at the coolmore and he's owned by coolmore and he's a and he's a cult so 18 bucks i'm happy to find out i think he does go forward and sit outside later from the gate animo's a superstar he could blow this field away and i wouldn't blink twice about it the the win in the size was just complete he put the field away in three steps mate it was unbelievable mm. The query with him is he's missed some work with a high temperature. So that's a week of missed work. He's had one soft trial, which was very good. But compared to some horses here that have either runs under the belt or in home affairs case, three trials, what are we looking at here in terms of fitness with group ones on the way over the mm. mile? So, yeah, he can win. Don't get me wrong. He he is a superstar with an outstanding turn of foot, but I just find $18 for home affairs extraordinary and I'm going to have something on it. Yeah, excellent. And that's, yeah, 18 bucks is huge price. We're just talking actually salts off air. It might even be worth mentioning that it's really interesting to see how these guys come back as three-year-olds. So we were commenting and it was probably a little bit of post-race stuff on stay inside, but just he just didn't look like he'd filled out from his two-year-old prep in his first up run. And, uh, you know, you want to you want to talk to the listeners about, about that as well, Salts? Yeah, well, the yard comments from Stay Inside Fresh was he hadn't grown up at all. He had filled out a little bit in terms of he'd gotten wider, not, not bigger. Mm. Um, 
and, and like you said, it's some post-race stuff. And I said to you, I wish I'd said this, but, you know, we spoke in the lead up to the slipper. He's the horse that did everything right. And then after the slipper, he's the horse that did everything right. Is it the case that he was doing everything right and, and now some some other horses have caught up? Like Chris Waller is, is really highly regarded for improving horses at three as well. So, you know, that's another case to be made for home affairs. Can stay inside, bounce back. I, I certainly... I'm not going to be putting my money on him to find mm-hmm. out. If he does, it's you know I'm I'm not going to be. Love to see him break. Him. Yeah, love to see him break the curse. Yeah, exactly. but, um, I, I called him a superstar run, two a weeks ago, and I called him a superstar two weeks ago. Now I've been quoted calling him a dweeb live yeah. on air. <laughs> I called Farnan a rolled gold superstar, and now he's a fat <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, very Great good. race, though, mate. I'm, that's the race this weekend. I reckon I'm most excited for. Yeah, so home affairs, eighteen bucks and four forty. If you want to, if each way you're each way inclined. Hey, let's move on to race nine salts, which is a benchmark eighty eight over the twelve hundred. Yeah, I don't make a, a habit of backing horses without seeing some work at the jump outs or trials. But there's a horse here, Count to Rupee, and and he goes really well fresh. And a fresh twelve hundred meters is where he does his best work. So for him not to have a trial. I'm, I'm not too worried because his best runs have been fresh on good ground at 1,200, and they've been off like seven, 800-meter soft trials. So I don't think it's a big issue for him. I think he's going to fly first up. He's drawn soft. He's got a white, uh, a light weight. He's on his home track where he's two from three. And last prep, he bumped into a rampaging Marway fresh, but ran home in sub-33 from an impossible position. And his prior fresh run was at this track and trip on a firm deck, and it was a career peak. He sat three wide and one running away, so he loves it dry. And, he, yeah, he's a good horse counter, Rupee, and I think he'll be wound up ready to go. And he's at four bucks. But more importantly, Saltz, he also fills your uh, Brock Ryan quota for the week. So oh, I've, I've, yep, said, I've said that you get one Brock Ryan tip a week, and uh, that's the two-kilo claim. Count to Rupee, four bucks on top sport. There we go. Bang. Hey, uh, let's head to Doombin now, Salts. Now, she's, I'm glad we're at Doombin. I, I am just, I'm fed up with Eagle Farm. They just, it, it just, I can't catch a break there. Every time my horse gets the outside, lets down, it looks like it's in the quicksand lane and it's just doing my head in. So I'm nearly at the point where I'm putting it in the bin. It looks like a local footy oval that hasn't seen the sprinklers <laughs> for about three years, doesn't just- it? Spot on. Hey, let's go to race three. You're going to kick us off in a benchmark 90 over the uh, 2020. Yep. There's a horse here called Please that's at big odds at double figures. And the fave London banker is a smart horse. And I, I saved on it a few back and then I've backed against it, I think, once since and it, and it towed me up. But I just think that this horse pleased. It, it got towed up by London banker a few back, but since then it's won two on the trot. The latest win in particular had a had a fair bit of substance about it. And the thing where it becomes dangerous is it's got 51 kilos and there's a lack of speed in this race. London Banker gets back, runs on. Good horse, good turn of foot. Won't surprise me if it wins. But at, at double figures plus, I think it's about $12 or $13 pleased here. I'm happy to have 0.65 a unit on. And that, that lightweight, the lack of speed, it, it just it's not going to lead, but it's going to be up on speed, and it just could pinch it if it makes a move early. And Leah Kilner gets it down to fifty-one. She's airborne at the moment, so happy to have something on. Pleased. Yep, no, I'm with you, Leah Kilner on fire. So I want to ask a question: mm. How do you land on point six five of a unit? Yeah, I don't know. I just 
It wasn't. Did it, I didn't want to give it. Right? I don't. I didn't want to give it point seven five. I didn't want to give it point five. I thought point six was point zero five short, <laughs> and point seven was point zero five too much, mate. So I've just landed there on point six five, and that's going to give us a nice, nice little result. I reckon you fair nailed that explanation. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> no worries. Hey, mate, hey, let's uh, go to race four. Yep. You've got a three-year-old handicap here over the the thirteen fifty. What do you got for us? Yeah. Well, we're 14 minutes into the into salt spec, so I thought I'd better roll out some of Footy's fines and give <laughs> us give us a tip. Uh, yeah, it's a race. Yeah, three year old handicap, mate. Um, I really like one in this race. So there's a couple of smart ones at the top of the weights with big wraps on them up there in Prince of Boom and Star Tonts. Prince of Boom was disappointing when resuming, left flat footed, and Star Tonts uh, actually won that race. Starts on to strung a couple of wins together, but up in the weights and uh, I think about fourth up this time. So I'm going for the Van Dyke trained white water at a one by three prospect here, Salts. So ran well on debut at the sunny coast behind Quackery, who's since come out and won again. So there's a bit of uh, foot frankage for you. Yeah, you you might say that that form's actually quacktastic <laughs> it is quack. and that's why i drew the duck and blue. there is our weekly adam sandler reference <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that quackery form has been frank since mate um and then yeah went to the gold coast last start second up bolted in i reckon looks to have upside it's down in the weights uh, i think it's going to improve again and i reckon it can give him a shake uh those two up the top of the weights there at a one by three play. So white water at $13 and three bucks on top sport is my tip in race four. Outstanding, mate. I drew a duck and I colored it in blue because <laughs> I'd never seen a blue duck before. <laughs> it's, it's so, it makes so much sense. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Miss Lippy's car is green. In case yeah, you and, didn't know. <laughs> and Billy likes to drink soda. <laughs> Hey, let's head to race nine, which is a class six over the 1350. And you got a little two bet play for us in race nine. I do. We got Dream Reacher for 1.25 units. And with your favorite unit amount, Animate, at 0.65 units. So it, it wasn't quite a return, Dream Reacher, because it's been up for a little bit, but it had run space. And I really did like the return of Dream Reacher off that um, little bit of a let up. And look, it was visually flattered by the outstanding winner stopping, who absorbed a brutal brutal tempo. The winner, uh, we own a smart one. That's a smart horse, and that's, that's a good a, horse. They they actually own a smart one. Yeah, they don't. It's, they, they do, yeah. It's very well yeah, it's, named. But telling facts in your name. Yeah, but uh, look, this horse always improves second up. It, it's a good race to come through because it was run quickly, so it's it's going to come on for that. It's closer today from the, from the draw, and... I think it's very, very hard to beat in this race, Dream Reacher. But there's another one here, Animate. I'm convinced he's flying. Great return behind Big Parade, who, who I'm backing in a Group 2 race. Then no luck at all last night. It got caught wide. I don't know what was going on. The jockey kept looking behind him. It was it was wide. It was just a weird one. It was given none. I'm happy to forgive it. They sent it to Queensland. It doesn't quite rate in the finish, but... Often these horses go up there and they find a few lengths going to Queensland. So I think Animate can cover up from the gate about three pairs back. And if, and if he gets some luck, he's a shout because I do think he's flying. And 13.50 will suit him. Yeah. I've certainly been in the Queensland hub before and found a few lengths myself, Salt. So right. I, can, I can certainly... <laughs> <laughs> 
Gold Coast Turf <laughs> Club for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not a real metro setup, but not in New York. Nah, <laughs> certainly not in New York. Dream reaches at three dollars eighty on Top Sport Animate, eight dollars fifty. That's mm. the uh, old one point two five and 0.65 unit play. Our now, favourite here at two units. To what we've been looking for. Oh, mate, let's head to HQ. So. Kembla's behind us, or Rose Hill at Kembla. Doomman's behind us. This is what this is what we we do it for, and it's it's just such a fat card at Flemington. I'm excited for it. I don't know you are too, Salts. What's the weather doing? How's the track going to play? And uh, and yeah, get us underway, man. Yeah, the the card's outstanding. I've I've not been this excited for a card since the autumn. It, it's an absolute beauty. The weather in Melbourne over the last few days it's been windy and and dry. The track's going to be a good four. It's the wind on the day that's going to have an impact. There's a strong northwesterly. Now, I went for a bike ride today and there was a northwesterly blowing. I'm six foot one and 86 kilos, and I nearly fed income got blown off my bike. And we're talking 55, 60K gusts. And so there's going to be a strong wind there. So a jockey at, at 50 kilos may well get blown off a horse here. But that strong northwesterly, if it was west, that's a proper headwind in the straight it's northwest so that's a that's like a side like a cross headwind from the grandstand side that smacks them in the face as they head for home in the round races so i i think leading all the way might be difficult particularly 16 1400 meter races so i am looking for horses that are going to cover up nice uh, salty bun <laughs> I got, mate. Oh no, I won't. Say all, all I took, no, don't. I knew. I know what you're yeah, saying. Uh, all I took out of that was uh, Flemington. Good for perfect. Yeah, no, it's, it's, she's windy, mate. You want bit of breeze, color. mate. Bit color. of breeze. Yeah. Hey, race one, twenty five hundred meter handicap. Kick us off. All right. So, Pondus is a horse um, from Europe, and if he's close to fit. On level weights, he puts a hole in there. His Bendigo Cup run was silly good. That said, he's at 2,500 metres here, and he's got to give them all weight. I think it's a tough ask. He's weighted to be a $3.50 chance. Mm-hmm. On level weights, is a $2 chance. All right, so with that said, a horse here that went, went around the valley last Saturday, and that's Coulth, it was an all-time forgive. I love him now on the backup. He's always looked to me like a horse that wants a trip. If you watch the replay, he was he struck interference at the absolute worst possible time you could have in the race. So he's trucking in nicely. Just as the sprint's about to go on, he comes on the heels. He gets shuffled back. As he's moving back, those up front put the sprint on. So he's going back and then they're putting the foot down. It was just the worst time for it to come on. He was left flat-footed because of that. Then he came around heels and he ran on really well. So I think he's ready for this trip on the backup. He's, he's a Flemington winner before. He covers I found up. Him, I found him a hard horse to catch over the journey, Salts. Yeah. I and feel he, like he often finds trouble himself. Bit of an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's not going to this week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Well, I'm following no, him. Yeah, so, right. No, nah, I, I don't have a tip here, so keep going. Yeah, I'm going to have a unit on him. I'm going to have 0.75 units on Kalorni, the Prusca train galloper. And he was 1,600 to 2,500 metres second up. And, and you can argue he wins if out earlier. It was a race won by your boy, Chabau. Mm. 
But he was just held up and he took a little while to get through his gears, but he hit the line really hard. He almost won. I think he's going to get that cover from the wind as well. And he's going to run on strongly. I think Coulton Kalorni, look, if Pondus wins, I say, okay, the best horse won. He he gave everything four and a half, five kilos, and he still won. Fair play, but I just think he might be a little bit short. Yeah, cool. So you've got a full unit on Coulth at the yep. $5 quote and uh, 0.75 on Kalorni at around the $8 quote yep. there in race one. Salty boy. Hey, let's head to race four. Uh, the Captain Teeb Stakes for the three-year-old fillies over the 1100. How'd I go with the pronunciation? Oh, Frontier, very good, mate. <laughs> it's actually a little. I think it's a. I think it's just in the south of France. There, I think, in between oh, Cannes and Cannes and Nice, it's like a little resort sort of Riviera go. type setup. But um, yeah, I don't know if my French was that fluent tonight, Salts. So after a couple of dalliances. <laughs> Take it away, man. All right, mate. I've got a couple here. I like Crystal Bound for a unit, and I like All About Eve for 0.75 units, actually. It's a good roughie. I think Crystal Bound could be the pick of the three-year-old Phillies crop coming through, and, and it's a weak crop. Her her two starts to date have been excellent. She bolted in at the Valley. She had Patton on side, but she absolutely bolted in at the Valley on debut. And then she had excuses last start when she went up to Ramwick, up to Sydney, she had no cover, sat outside the leader. The form stacked up from that well. Jamay's come out and won races, two races since at good level. She had a very nice jump out at Caulfield. I think 1,100 fresh suits. And I think Crystal Bound is going to be right there in the finish. She's an on-pacer. There's, I want to back something to run on as well. And I think All About Eve can go to the next level as a three-year-old. Noblet trained filly. Trod really well at Cranbourne in the lead up and... Shapes is definitely a, a potential improver as a three-year-old. She's been luckless in – she's she won on debut quite well and then was quite luckless at her next two starts. And I think 1,100 metres fresh, covered up, and straight racing will really suit her. So Crystal Bound and All About Eve in, in the fourth at HQ. Yep, you got Crystal Bound at $3.20 and All About Eve at $11. Hey, question, Salt's so just on the Kavanaugh uh, runner there, which is Serides. Uh, I'm interested to see if you looked into that particular runner. Looked like had a fantastic autumn campaign. I think one at listed level in Adelaide. Uh, anything, any knock on that one there, Salt's? Yeah, well, it won on debut at Bendigo over 1,000. Mm. And it was just, it just rated okay. Yep. In fact, it, it rated quite weak. Then it then it went to Morverville, won a listed race over a thousand and fifty, and absolutely bolted in. Mm-hmm. It was it, it rated through the roof. It was an outstanding win. So that's huge improvement from start one to two. Had Jamie Carr on that start. I thought the the jump outs were just okay. Like at the, at that price, you know, I've found one in the market. I've found one on speed. I found another one that gets back that's a bit of a price like i can't back them all yeah i think i think it can go okay it, what's barrier one mean i'm mm. not entirely sure but um yeah it, it, it might it might get off midfield from barrier one and get cluttered up but it is a good horse so hey let's uh move along now salts to race five which is listed the sofitel over 1400 and boy do we have a a star resume, or well, not resuming, a star second up here. Yeah, well, he's not a best bet. 
Ayrton. Like, everyone can find him. He's a hype horse. He's not going to cop any green highlighter, but I'm going to have a unit and a half on him because he's a dollar seventy-five, and he should just be too good, and he should win. There's not much speed here. I think he's going to. He's not going to lead, but he's going to sit handy to the speed. And ever since he debuted, I've always thought this horse is going to eat Flemington. He's just a big strider. He's got a beautiful stride. I think he'll love HQ. The the first up win was outstanding. The the his last eight six four two was was brilliant comparative to the day. And he did it without a back to follow. I, I think Johnny Allen just just posses him up from this gate and yeah, I, if he doesn't win, we're gonna be pretty surprised. So for a dollar seventy five for a horse like that, happy to jam something on. Yeah. Excellent. And a and a mate of yours is in on the ownership too, Salts. He hasn't really told us though on his social media accounts, has he? Like oh, he doesn't he's in really, on it. He's, he's Yeah, in on it. he doesn't he doesn't mention it often. Oh, okay. No, I didn't realise he was in on it. I thought he was just like I thought he just like Formula One racing. No, I was just <laughs> <laughs> judging by his last um, 92 posts. I think he's in on it. <laughs> G'day, Tobes. I'd, I'd be, oh, dude, how are you, mate? I'd be pr- yeah. I wouldn't shut up about it either. I'd back yeah, a winner I'm at $1.80 and I wouldn't shut up about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Yeah. All right, let's move on to race six, Salts. It's the group two Let's Elope Stakes over the 1,400. Yeah, we've both got a tip here and we're both sort of with the same approach, aren't we? So I'm backing Ripper Rita here. I think she's a good roughie. And for for something you brought up before, what's with 0.65? I've seen have a lot of 0.65s this week because I'm backing Ripper Rita at 20s for 0.65 units. This is a very open mares race. And I'm happy to find something that can just cover up and run on at odds. The barrier stinks. Has good gate speed. So just going to need some luck to get some cover. But... Forward for this with three trials, moved really well in all of them. And she's a big striding mare as well. I think she's going to love Flemington. Has the scalper Bo Rossa at 1,600 metres. Her first up win last prep was an absolute walking job. Could have got, could have got her go in our first segment. It was just easy as piece. Mm. 1,400 metre, good kickoff point. I think she's a good horse. I think she can go to the next level. Instant celebrity, good first up. I, I thought, you know, maybe she's a sprint. Maybe she's a sprinter now. I don't know fourteen hundred is a semi sprint trip, but um, yeah, she was good. she was good, and and she can improve. But you know what? What is she? Three eighty, three ninety four bucks. Yeah, tad short. I'm happy to find some some odds here, and I think Ripperita can and will run a race, whether or not she wins. But happy to find out at twenties. Who do you like? Yeah, she's at 21s and 5s. Mate, I, f- I found this race great. Like, there's so many good horses in this race and no knock to the ones in the market. Like, a couple of little sentimental returns too, Salts. you got Mystic Journey fronting up in this one first up. I have also got, booked. Yeah, <laughs> you've also got the other Tassie Mare, still a star, fronting up first up, which yeah. I-, I can't I can't back her first up in, in Melbourne. She's got a great first up profile, but that all comes at Launceston or the Devonport Syntho or Hobart. So, so what, I'm you're not going to Launceston form? Yes, I'm not going <laughs> to dive in enough. on that. <laughs> I'm absolutely sending it packing. Um, so I've actually found one w- which I think has uh, has probably the biggest ceiling, the biggest ceiling, which is butter chicken down there at the uh, in the bottom of the bottom of the weights there. Um, Graham begs lightly race mare. She, this thing, mate, 
I don't know if you saw the trial, but the trial had a side of garlic naan and a large <laughs> coconut rice at Cranbourne. She, she, it was just a really nice piece of work. She's she's placed at Group Two level against the boys over the eighteen hundred, and yeah, as I said just before, I think she's got a huge ceiling. So um, she's going to have to, similar to your salt, she's going to have to overcome like a sticky draw. But she looks like she could be sharp enough to be competitive at the fourteen hundred as well. Mate, she was an eight hundred thousand dollar yearling purchase. How much Indian food could you buy for eight hundred thousand dollars? Mate, my local Indian, you got to spend thirty five bucks just to get delivery, and then pay ten for delivery. So not that much, <laughs> really. I it's was good gonna, though. I was going to put a bid in on the Taj Mahal for eight hundred k. That's ridiculous cash for a I reckon eight hundred k for the Taj Mahal, mate. You've got none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, butter chicken at what sixteen bucks and four dollars sixty the place. I'm I'm pretty happy to play uh, on the yeah that the big man. It's a there, bit mild mate. for me, butter chicken. I'd want to add some chili. Yeah, see, I'm a real sort of lemon and herb guy at Nando Salt. So Remember when we first I don't met, you used to get you used to have to drink a liter of water if you had some pepper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got sweet chili and stuff now. I'm pretty hard. <laughs> hey, uh, let's head to the feature race on the card salts, which is the uh, Group 1 Maccabi Diva over the mile. Hey, it's a great-looking edition of the Maccabi Diva on paper. These early Group 1s of the season, though, they really throw a curveball in terms of where everyone's at in their preps and what they're aiming for. So you've got Cox Plate winners in this field, uh, you've got Melbourne Cup favourites. You've got walking derbies in, you know, Explosive Jack, and you've got Johnny in there as well. Mm. Um, you've got the import, I think, Johnny, from my Japan. Mate. We'll never yeah, win another Johnny. race. <laughs> Ever. You've got, you got Japanese imports. It's hard to get a read. So um, I'm siding with the rock-hard fit Tefane in this race, so it's at the $5 quote. So um, she was good in the Memsey off a nine-week freshen after winning the Stratty up there in Queensland and had a great Queensland campaign. Um, I think she's going to park on speed here like she did last start uh, in the Memsey. So it doesn't look to be a lightning run race here over the mile. So I don't think she'll have any issues sort of parking on the speed there with some cover. Uh, so I'm pretty keen to back to Fane at the $5 quote. I understand you're not having a play in this race in terms of having units on anything, so it's not even 0.65. But I'm keen to uh, I'm keen to know what you came out with on top when you assessed the race. Yeah, I thought like a little bit of a query on Tefane at the mile, but then the point you make is a very, very valid point that it's not going to be run all that hard. Mm. So she can be saved up for that for that last furlong and she'll turn a foot i'm just not sure where everyone's at it, it just looked too it, it just looked too hard for me oh, it's I, a hard race yeah i i th- i do think i i think incentivize i i think he could be anything i, I think he might well be unbeatable in a caulfield carp mm. he could zaki them yeah i i i'm and since final fields he's been absolutely hammered in betting and I can't yeah. see him getting out again. I, I think, yeah, he, he scares me so much that I don't want to back against him. And um, it's a race I'm, I'm really keen to see just in terms of having a look at, at what happens for the rest of the spring. 
Yeah, uh, fair call, mate. Yeah. So, just the one play then with yep. uh, Tefane at the five bucks for well, me. Well, I, I was, I was, I thought she didn't get the best ride either last night in the Memzi Tefane. So, yeah, her momentum was her momentum was certainly uh, held up around the bend there. But yeah, it's got the jump on her. So, hey, you're rounding uh, us out at Flemington here, mate. In the last uh, seven hundred yeah. meter handicap, yeah, I've got a little bit face. of face. Yeah, a little bit of value alert again. And uh, I love this boy by shocking, and that's Defibrillate. Owes me zip, this guy. I've saluted it numerous times Yeah, for me at odds too. I think Boxing Day was like 51 to 1 or something mm. at Caulfield. That was insane. So, um, But it's not just a sentiment. It's not just an emotional bet either. So I had a big watch on him first up, and I thought he was pretty good in – running in the inferior ground over the 1,500 metres there at the Valley Salts. And uh, last prep was had an exceptional preparation, won the Vic Cup, measured up in Group 1 weight for age, albeit not the strongest Group 1. Um, but the two Oz from two's, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't bag that at all. <laughs> no, nah, nah, we love the Oz Cup here at two units. Holmes, did Holmesman <laughs> yeah. win that? Yeah, Holmes would won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but two from two second up salts, one from one at the trip. You can't argue with those statistics. So, uh, I think at fifteen dollars and four dollars forty the place defibrillate in the in the ninth there at Flemington is a great each way bet. Sprints off any tempo that horse. Very good asset. Love it. Hey, that uh, that rounds out our salt specs across three states segment for this week three states and it's going to go longer than normal yeah there's some fat cards though we we spoke about run to the grange for 85 minutes (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh let's head into two unit salts which is our best bets from around australia and as always i'll kick things off and i'm i'm getting a little bit controversial this week salts before you kick things off we're 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 four running now aren't we we are, yeah. We are. We're we're four. We're four by two units. On yeah, the four trot. by two. It's a two before. It's a yeah, which is eight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Kick us off, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, I'm getting a little bit sexy this week, Salts, and my two units play is actually a race three and race four all up at HQ. So I am backing Artorius into ingratiating. And you're going to get about $3.50 for that all up. So I'm a firm believer that if you back the best horse in every single race, that you're likely to finish ahead in the long run. And what we have here, Salts, I believe, are two horses that are head and shoulders above the rest in their fields. So Artorius out to the 1,400 on HQ is a big yes for me. Looks to Matt really nicely here. I think he, um, he'll come on from his excellent first up showing in the McNeil. Uh, then you flick to race four. You've got Ingratiating's return in the vein last month, which was super impressive. Uh, we know how good he went in the Golden Slipper. He may have come back better. Proven straight track horse. Um, draws outside in a small field. It's it's honestly just a matter of when Ollie pulls the trigger on him and says go. So Artorius uh, race three into Ingratiating race four for me. Lovely, mate. A little double. The first double in the two units special. Yeah, um, so that's double the anxiety on Saturday. Mate, what do you got? You've got something for us on, on the HQ card too for your two units this week. I'm at HQ, mate. Yep. Race seven. Uh, I'm, I'm playing two horses here, but I think it's a good approach. So if I say so myself. So first thing I'm playing away game, 
for 1.3 units, and I'm going to play Jonka for half a unit. And this is why. So I think the wind, the wind by now will be a little bit of a factor. I'm not sure you want to be leading, particularly down the straight. Away game, I want something that can tuck in, cover up and let rip. And away games that she covered ground last start at Caulfield off a little bit of a break after a boom of a win at Eagle Farm. She ran the meet second fastest four to 200 meter split before a little bit of a tough run told late, but she was still strong through the line. She had the second fastest last 200 of the race. She had 58 kilos there against the boys. She plummets to 53 kilos today, and and she's just going to be nothing but strong from the clock tower. She's a very, very honest mare, this horse, and I I think she's a really good bet at the price down on the weights away game, covering up and letting rip. I think the best horse in the race is Jonker. He's airborne for for Tony Gollan since he went there. He goes like a rocket fresh. His leading trial behind Rothfly was all class. He's... He was probably aided by the fact that the trial went fast because he's not much of a trialer when they go slow and sprint. He likes a strong tempo. He's a free-running operator. And down the straight, I do like free-running operators. Mm. That said, if the wind is in play by now and it's a bit of a slight headwind, he does need a solid tempo. He He's not a horse that can afford to sit up and then sprint home. If, if he sits up and sprints home, he'll be out sprinted. So the jockey needs to know, okay, Regardless of what the wind's doing, I need to let this guy roll. If he rolls, I think regardless of the wind, he can win. Because if that wind brings him back two lengths, I think it just brings him back level with everything else because I think he's ahead of him. Depending on what happens, though, I think away game's the one going to be getting the run of the race. And I think she's going she's to be letting rip down in the weights. And, yeah, I think she's a good bet. So I'm going to back away game for 1.3 units and Jonka for half a unit. Look, if we got a away game at six fifty, and we got Jonker at at four twenty, we have half. We've got one point eight units on the race. We have half a unit on Jonker. We still actually come out ahead on the race, you know. So it's not com- a complete saver per se. So I'm happy with that yeah. two bet play, mate. You actually liked something else here, though. You're going against the salts in the two units. Well, I am because we do do our form separately, and then we sort yeah. of just pace it in, don't we? But mm. Mate, I think you're forgetting the reigning champ in Zootori. So, mate, obviously pretty – I mean, I'm petrified of away game down in the weights, FYI. Mm. But Zootori is the reigning champ, straight track bully, loves it fresh, loves just loves the straight. So nothing really more from me. I think 750 is good shopping on Zootori. But I reckon the, I reckon the big thing that we, we've overlooked here, Salts, is you're just completely disregarding the Oz Guineas form of Luna Fox at 91 to 1. <laughs> Well, the blinkers come off Luna Fox. That's why you're against it. Yeah, and the blinkers went on for the Oz Guineas. Yeah, okay. So, See, well, what yeah, are you doing, Pushka? 1,200 might be a bit sharp for that. <laughs> what are you doing, Paul? My my thoughts here on Zutori's absolute straight track horse, don't get me wrong, but he's got 59.5 kilos and, and Jonker's got 56. So he's given Jonker 3.5. Mm. He's given away game 6.5 kilos. That's It's a fair swing. Well, not swing. They're not race each other, but it's a fair pull in the weights. But he does mm. love he does love the the straight course. The yeah, he G- beat. I think he beat Bivouac. Didn't he beat friggin? Didn't he win the new market as the yeah? Top Bivouac he- wasn't in the new market. Nah. It was in potentially the worst new market of the last ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I hope um, Simon Tara's not listening after Man, three units. <laughs> big supporter of the show. Uh, Simon, all right. Hey, mate, that rounds out the two-unit segment, which means it rounds out the show. 
So thanks everyone for listening. As always, um, please gamble responsibly. Good luck for this weekend. Uh, it's going to be an absolute cracker. I'm going to be sitting up on the couch, feet up. Wish I was there. I know we'd be loving this salts. This is like the, our I reckon we time to shine. One. Oh, absolutely <laughs> sent it. Now. <laughs> yeah, we would have sent Ron Jeremy and foot gratiating would have sent one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Listen, boy up. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Two Units Podcast. Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five star review. And as always, please gamble responsibly.